You're listening to Reflections, a soul music podcast with Jamie and Ash, where we discuss the classic albums with the classic songs. Hello and welcome to season two, episode two of the Reflections Music Podcast. As always, I'm with my man Ash. How you doing? Yes, all good, surviving, surviving, and more surviving. It's great. Yeah. No well, complaints. We can, we can do the survive at this point. Um, I am Jamie, and uh, today we got a, a special episode. Uh, every episode is a special episode, but this one is a bit more special because we're actually going to talk about two albums <laughs> and see how that yeah. goes. It, yeah. Hopefully it won't be too long, over long and over boring. I don't think we're going to sort of like um, dwell on the first one too long but let me tell you what they are they are Embrya and Now by our man Maxwell right so if you're wondering why we're doing two albums it's because on this podcast I don't know if anyone's noticed we like to talk about albums that we love and cherish and respect <laughs> respect is a bad word um, so the reason why we're doing two is that we really like now but we don't really like embrya but which came before which is maxwell's second album but you can't talk about now without talking about embrya right would you say i think so i think in the context of what we're doing here and we're talking about the neo soul scene and how it developed and how it came together and we have our our forefathers of the scene d'angelo maxwell and badu uh, we've done D'Angelo's second album, and in that second album, we've seen an artist who has taken a massive step away from the sound that made his first album so successful and that what everyone loved and everyone wanted um, and did this second album that no one really got, no one really understood apart from the Musos. And even then, if they were proper D'Angelo fans, they didn't get it either. They're lying if they said they got it. They're fake. Yeah, it took everyone a lot of time to get around to the album, to get understanding of it. And Maxwell did something similar, but he did it before D'Angelo did. So D'Angelo did drop Voodoo in 2000 and Embrya, his second, Maxwell's second album dropped in 98. And then he dropped Now, the third album in 2001. And Now fits the Neo Soul conversation a lot more than Embrya does. And Embrya had the same a lot of the same issues that D'Angelo's first out al- second album did that people just didn't get it. It was a massive step away from everything he had done before. And people just wanted urban hang suite too. And they didn't get that. They got something completely different and actually something that was way ahead of its time. Um, and something that people still don't really understand and agree with. And it's part of Maxwell's journey. And I feel like we would be doing a disservice not to, to showcase that journey of him and to just jump straight to now and say, nah, we're not talking about Embryo because Embryo was whack because we didn't get it. Like, but now is the one. There's actually a lot of good stuff in Embryo and a lot, having researched it a bit more, there's like, there's a lot to actually take from, from his stance as an artist and as a, as a musician and as a, as a singer and just the fact that we, you know, we hold D'Angelo now didn't necessarily then we hold him in such high regard for actually standing his ground and 
following his artistic vision with Voodoo and giving us something that we've now gone on to cherish. Um, and I think Maxwell deserves some of that same credit, even if Embrya doesn't hit the way Voodoo hits, deserves a lot of credit for, yeah, doing his thing and making an album that he wanted to make and being brave enough to to put it out there and, and just not care, like just to give the world his art. Um, and it, yeah, it should be, it should be documented. I feel. Man, I agree with you. And as we all do, as we get older, I've mellowed on Embrya a lot. So what was your initial reaction on Embrya, Jay? Uh, confusion, anger, confusion, and just yeah anger and confusion um and i'm still a bit angry about it really to be honest with you um and i i'm gonna go into why the reason why i didn't like what i what i didn't like about it or what i don't like about it is that you know when i on voodoo i i mentioned voodoo was i my initial reaction was it was a series of jams right mm -hmm. so that was my voodoo stance my embryo stance is like it's a collection of songs that they're either grooves but grooves that don't go anywhere or there's no sort of destination or they're just ambient tracks that are like the kind of tracks that you hear when you're on call waiting. Do you know what I mean? They're like, just like, what, 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 <laughs> what the hell is this? Do you know what I mean? Um, so I was like, I, I, I don't understand it. And um, there's this quote that I've got from a Rolling Stone write up about it. And I, it, it sums up my feelings um, like, perfectly um a guy called uh, arion berger or berger um he said the songs are unfocused and pretentious uh with underwritten songs with obscure fancy titles and that's how i felt then and that's kind of how i feel now even though i can appreciate um some of the songs now i just feel like really really um it was like a try hard album it's like you're try. it's almost like he became intoxicated on the entity known as Maxwell. And he sort of like just dove way, way too far into the uber cool, uber, just like I am this, not only just this great soul artist, I am this kind of, I don't know, this, this other being, this ethereal, crazy being. And I'm just like, dude, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. And um, that's what I don't like about it. And I feel like he didn't address some of the issues from Hank Sweet. As great as Hank Sweet is, and in our podcast about it, we, 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 you know, we go on and say how great it is. But we do have some issues with it, like um, how the latter part of the album seems a bit like directionless. It's like, the songs aren't really complete. Um, they're just grooves and stuff like that. And they don't really go anywhere, which is fine for your first album. But he's making the same mistakes in the second where he should be a bit more, a bit more mature in his writing. That's what, that's how I feel. And what made me angry about it is that the first release from, from it, which is um, Coco Cure, it kind of, address all those all those issues that i had so i was like this is a great mid-tempo track right it's got it's got the, all the grooves that he 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 always brings but it's a 
it's a proper fully fledged song do you know what i mean and it's it's radio friendly but obviously if you're it's it's neo soul enough that it's still kind of niche in sound and it's retro it's got all the elements it's a, just a great song and just like what untitled did for me <laughs> it got me so excited for the album so excited and what i got was uh just a series of just just mad tunes although there are a couple there are there are actually two tunes on there that when i went back to listen to it i didn't realize i actually loved them tunes there's at least two other tunes that i think are, are bangers but we'll get into that shall i just do the deets from this album quickly yeah go all right so recorded between 96 and 98 um, release June 30th, 1998. Um, writers are the credited writers. There's only two of, on this whole album. It's just Maxwell and Stuart Matthewman of Sade fame. And obviously he was on the first album. Um, the album still did well. Um, it went platinum, one time platinum. Um, Hank Sweet was double platinum. Uh, peaked at US pop charts number three and peaked at number two on the R&B album charts so still I mean it undersold in terms of Hang Sweet but when you come to see the uh, the um, how much his subsequent albums have sold you know it, he's been very consistent so Embryo didn't undersell you know it's like he's been a he's been a consistent platinum seller it's just none of them have sold as much as as Hang Sweet but they're never going to you know but yeah he he he's always every time he comes out he's platinum so you know he's it, it was still a success uh so coca cure was the first single released 20th of june 98 so what was that that's that's 10 days before the album release and uh written by maxwell produced by maxwell matthewman chart position number 16 and I, that was only the uh, R&B charts. And uh, we've spoken about that. How do you feel about Coco Kyoash? It's banger. Such a good tune. Such like, a good tune. Really, really incredible tune. I, I, and, um, you know, just as an introduction to a second album, like, you know, the way the, the, the track comes in and it's just really quiet and mellow. And then there's just this, this little crescendo with the strings and then he comes in with his voice. And he just, and it's just like ah yes where have you been you know and he, even though it was only a couple of years like you know it it's such a really good setup song for an album and a like a return that you're you're triumphantly returning and you've got the new the newness for for us all and we want it and exactly it, yeah do you know what so it's, good it's almost better as a return than Untitled is for Voodoo. For the simple reason, untitled, untitled is too is too strong. How do you follow that? Whereas this is it's like it's a appetite wetter, <laughs> for yeah. a better term. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. a great song, but you just like song. it promises it promises much more, like so much more, right? So uh, yeah. yeah, it's 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 amazing. It's it's really cool. But sorry, do you want to say anything more about that, or because I did cut in? No, I I just I. Again, I, I I thought I just I loved all the strings work on it. There's there's so much brilliant strings work that's going on all over the track, and we've already talked about grooves like 
it's a common theme like throughout most of the songs the bass lines are just so good it's just so nice there's a real there's a real warmth and low tone to to each bass line that's across this that really kind of stands out in every track in terms of just kind of driving and pulsing the songs forward or the jams forward um and then and he just again he sounds awesome he sounds so good like i just really don't think there's there's very many kind of better than him in terms of how he uses his range and his his vocal delivery like yeah i tune. yeah i actually thought he sounded better when he came back like i was just like or maybe you know when um absence makes the heart go fonder or it's like i forgot how good he was but when i heard this track i was just like oh my gosh you're coming back and you're coming back like, with the power you know what i mean and everything just sounds even better that's that's how it was for me but then this album there was only two there were only two two releases whether that was well i kind of know what i what, what that was second release was matrimony maybe you see yeah. what is what what's with these titles right luxury colon coco cure matrimony colon maybe you like dude stop it why are you trying it like you don't have to <laughs> the listeners are gonna be like well maybe he Jamie, did relax. have to maybe he did have to maybe this is the journey he needed to get on to give us out now maybe. he needed to get this out of his system maybe maybe um uh released 29th of december 98 written by maxwell produced by maxwell matthew men again um i'll let you uh, start this one first oh I, I mean i don't really have too much to say about it it's, it's all right like it's it's a groove it, it is it's the most logical song to release because it's the song that fits on urban hang suite more <laughs> so than, than any other tune exactly so from a, a label perspective uh yeah this is what you want to advertise this album to to yeah just push up some more sales um and yeah make people think they might be getting something that they're not actually gonna get um but yeah but it, it's all right nice video um but nothing nothing that you know it, it, does, it if it was on urban hang suite it wouldn't be a standout song like exactly it'd just be on there it'd, exactly it'd just be on there as part of the album so if you look at it from that perspective, like that's disappointing that Maxwell's second album only really brings one strong single to the table mm-hmm. and that it, it doesn't really have doesn't really have any other strong singles to come from it. Like that's that's disappointing. This is my this is my point, right? So uh album was released thirtieth of June, right? Um mm. and then this is released what, six months later? It's almost like there's Try been a bit of a backlash. There's been a bit of a backlash, and and they're just like, we have. There aren't any other radio-friendly songs on this album apart from this one, um, and it's just like let's just put it out, and then and then you put it out, and then it's just like it sounds like a Hank Sweet reject. It's like one of the songs that didn't didn't make Hang Sweet because it wasn't strong enough. And it's just like, this is your release. This is like, this is a quintessential album track. And it's just like, why are we getting this tune? It's just, it's so mediocre. And it's just like, why? Why, 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 yeah. why, why, why? 
I've got it's like if you compare it to um to voodoo mm. and um like send it on yeah. like that could be uh a brown sugar you know b-side or whatever you know a, absolutely a that didn't make the album that's just been put on there but it was never something that was really the label didn't push it like that and i guess they didn't have to like people just took it for what it was but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's the gap, you know, maybe it's cause it's only two years in between the two albums. Mm-hmm. That's part of the disappointment that people have and that they just, they weren't hungry enough to just take whatever they were given from him and really just try and get into it and appreciate it. Like, you know, the D'Angelo, I shouldn't keep on comparing them, but I'm going to, but like the wait for the second D'Angelo album was so long that I feel like everyone just trying to, they kept on persevering with it. They kept on trying. They kept on going back to it, and there was enough in there to to keep you to keep you engaged, to keep you you know like there's the glimmers of light, there's glimmers of hope there. Um, but I, again, he took a funk route, so actually, we, we talked about that on the last podcast. Like it made sense what D'Angelo did. What Maxwell's done when I listen to it now is he's gone like. <laughs> He's gone 15, 20 years into the future. He's doing the stuff that Miguel and Frank Ocean and stuff did in, in 2010 and 2011 on this album, which is actually incredible. He, he's probably done it better than what they did. What they did was more R&B-esque. What he did, what Maxwell did in this album is more musical. Like There's, there's some incredible musicianship that goes on in, in all of these grooves and production values like... like you know, I, again, I can't, I don't think I get much further than um, than just after that, actually. Yeah, just after Matrimony, and you've got the Arroz con Polo <laughs> groove. Mm-hmm. You know? I think that rice, really flows. I think that rhymes. Nice I, think, I think that translates to rice and beans. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. Polo's chicken. <laughs> I don't know. Chicken and beans, chicken and rice. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. But, um, as soon as that groove's done and it goes into the next one, you just you can't take any more. Like I can't. Yeah. I, can't do it. I, I mean, just, I can't have any this album. Yeah, I I think the if you if we can do a best of the rest, I I really like. I didn't realize until we uh re listen. I really like submerge till we become the sun. Um, <sighs> it's funny that one. Yeah. Do, do you know what it is? I I kind of got into um not uh, what is that what is that genre that was big in the 90s um uh not dub oh i can't remember the the name of the genre but it's got with the with the dub with the dub bass the dub reggae bass line and yeah. that at the time didn't work but when i hear it now i'm just like yeah so it sounds sounds hard to me and then he's got you got his kind of falsetto going around the, you know the, the the bass line the rim shot yeah but in 98 i'm like nah but now i'm just like yeah that kind of works and then i also like know these things shouldn't you mm. yeah i think that's i actually put like i actually think that's really beautiful and i actually <laughs> think i actually think i think we should just segue onto now right and I actually think I've got a mad take about now. I've got a, okay. a mad take just just from the get go. Shoot, shoot, now, shoot. Now is Embrya 
if Embryo had some banging soul tunes on them to 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 mitigate to mitigate you wanting to go off left field because there are some left field tracks in now that I'm more at the time I was more definitely more willing to 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 work with them because I had them banging soul tunes that that well the banging soul tune that stuck that started it all off and then and then you start yeah you, you're just more willing to be open because he's giving you something that you want from the get-go and he's giving you something hard do you get what i mean we'll get into it yeah, yeah I, I do i mean like again just before we we shut off embryo like listening to the album it, it does sound like maxwell it sounds like you know if we if we go across that those first three albums before you know his big break a long break and then he comes back with um black summer's night um you know those three albums they all just so groove based lots of different things going on his vocal um you know artsy in his lyrical delivery and content um yeah i, I again i listen to it and i just think yeah this is a maxwell album this is him this is his sound he's he's being true to himself and he's exploring himself as an artist and i just i can't not respect that because there's a lot of quality in what he did and he could have he could have tried to give us just another urban hang suite but the thing is the urban hang suite is his first breakup it's his first heartbreak like how do you how do you how do you follow that up in two years like how, how do you how do you find another story that you can tell in that way to the level that he did? Um, you know, he talks about Embryo being the future um, and now being present. So, you know, Urban Hang Suite was his past. Embryo was the future. And now now is his present and he's in the here and now. And he's, um, he's learned some lessons from Embryo and he's... Um, given us a, a nice mix of what the people want, but also what he wants to give us as yeah. well, which I, I think he got right. I hear you. Yeah, I hear you. But, no, there's no but. No, 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 I agree. No, I agree. You sure? Yeah. Because what I will say is, um, thinking about it last night, I would say that he is one of the few, if not the only one, uh, neo soul artist for me this is this is and this is purely my opinion i actually think he hank sweet is not his best album i know like a lot a lot of the a lot apart from d'angelo we say you know well it depends who you are voodoo might you might say voodoo's better than thing but most of the artists we've spoken about their first album is the best is the best one for me i don't, i actually think this is going to sound crazy but i actually think it's either now or Black Summer's Night, the, the one after now, are are the two that I would say it's a combination of him trying everything out and then him coming back and saying, boom, I know what I do now. And I don't know if you know, I don't know if you, uh, how deep you've gone into the credits of um, Embrya and now. Did you notice there was a person missing from Embrya that was on Hang Sweet and has been on every other album since? Well, do you remember mm -hmm. I said his childhood friend, Hod David? Yeah. Right, that wrote a lot, wrote some of the songs on Hang Sweet. 
he was totally missing from Embryo. It was just, it's just Maxwell and Matthewman that do the bulk of the writing and the production. Whereas now, Hod David's back. And what I, what, what I think I've realised, and I watched a, there's a, like a mini documentary about yeah, the making yeah, of Now. Now. Hod David's, yeah. Hod David's in there. He's on the guitar because he's part of the band. Yeah. And he was like, oh, we're going to make it, what are we going to do? We're going to make it funky or soulful or something he says like that. And I'm like, he brings the soul because Maxwell, I actually think Maxwell loves soul music, but I think he's, I think he's like a Kate Bush type artist. Left alone, he will do those ethereal, floaty, ambient tracks. I think that is, to his core, that is him. Yeah. And mm. I think then I think Matthewman brings the whole Sade jazzy type stuff. I think the soul is brought by Hod David. The, the groove and all that stuff is Hod David. Because every album since Embryo, he's been on it and he starts featuring more and more strongly. Uh, by Black Summer's Night, I think he's on every track. Um and I think he he's the one that bring, that brings the stuff that I like. I think. I think that's I think that's yeah. what it is. You know, but I, as a collective, as a, as a trio, those three, it works really well. And then, and and what you get is what you get is now basically that that now album. It's really varied. It's one of the most varied neo soul albums you get. You there is because mm-hmm. you've got elements of Embryo in there, right? But you got like you got classic soul, and I think it's the first time. Yeah, I think it's the lifetime. We'll get into lifetime a bit more, but I think lifetime is the first song from Maxwell that we hear that's of a classic soul style, like like an Al Green or a Marvin Gaye type. That's, that's I think it's the first track I would say that is of that style. And would you say? I don't think, because like Hang Sweet, there's nothing, there isn't anything like that really, is there? Maybe Till the Cups Come Knocking. I, I, feel, I, feel, I feel like Ascension is proper old soul. Ascension. Dum, 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 dum. See, it is, but do you know when I hear Ascension, I hear eighties rare groove classic. It's got, it's got that, yeah. got that. That's what I, that's that's what I get Just from that. Out. That's what I get from that. Whereas I get sort of like your seventies Al Green from Lifetime, all that stuff. Anyway, let's we're on now. Look at now. Let, let me let's look at now. Let me let me go through the deets quickly. Recorded two thousand between two thousand two thousand and one. Released August 14th, 2001. Writers, Maxwell, Stuart Matthewman, and Hod Davis. Producer-wise, Maxwell, it, it reckons, Wiki, Wikipedia reckons it was it was solely Maxwell. But then if you go into other websites, it says Maxwell and Matthewman. Other ones say Math, Matthewman, Maxwell, and David. The three of them were all up on it. Anyway, this one sold platinum like they all do but the difference is between Embryo and this one this one peaked US pop number one so it went number one hmm. pop charts and and the R&B charts so this was a really strong triumphant this was return triumph there you go actually that's what I was looking for a triumphant return right but you know what's funny before we actually get into this album right between these two albums, he's got some in-between tracks. He's got two in-between tracks, right? So between Matrimony, right, and the release of the first single from now, he released two songs that were on soundtracks. The first one 
is a song called Fortunate that was on the Life soundtrack. And the next second one is Let's Not Play the Game, which is on the Best Man soundtrack. Wow. <laughs> Do you remember these tunes, Ash? I remember Fortunate. I didn't remember the other one. Okay. But then I watched the video for the other one last night and I thought it was a really weird tune and it just didn't very very, very weird <laughs> very very weird tune. But Fortunate, right, is such a departure from Embrya. And even like yeah. let's not play the game, it's like a weird tune, but it's still sort of like it's not Embrya at all, right? It's still a bit more nah. urban, for want of a better word. Um and it's almost like it's almost like he he, he was running scared from the backlash of thing because he was like, "Yo, uh, my I've still got my hand in the game, and I'm still doing stuff like this." Okay, so don't think it's almost like he's saying, "Don't think that Embrya stuff is just me. I'm still sort of like a soul guy or a neo soul guy or urban guy." I just I just thought it was so odd that he didn't he didn't sort of like press on with that direction it's almost like and then you get fortunate let's not play the game and then the first release from now which is where is it get to know you get to know you right why 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 why, is, why do you think it's such so i just not well i just think one of a better i, I want to step away from i don't i don't want to say i don't want to say he's running he was running scared but i think maybe record company might have said, you know what, maybe you should, you know, sort of go back to the other direction because you've maybe you've alienated a certain a certain part of your fan base and maybe you should sort of, you know, just go back to what people like. Maybe. Because get to know you. What do you think of get to know you? It's another banger. It's another amazing return, an amazing intro of a song into an album, and and what he's bringing back. Um, like I, I, I reckon everyone around him told him go back, <laughs> like go back to doing what you do. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm pretty sure everyone did it in a in a in a nice enough way because at the end of the day, he still like the album still went platinum. Like it's not like it was it wasn't a success, you know. Um, and I just I think he would have. I just think I just feel like he evolved. I feel like he grew, and he's like, right, I've tried this out. Now I'm continuing my growth as an artist, and I'm going to come back to this, and I'm going to do this better than what I did it before, and just yeah, show people that I've got it, and I'm and I'm here, and I'm a credible artist, and you know, I do this. I can do this in my sleep, and he does like you know, he feels like he's comfortable in his own skin. Like when he's on that now documentary, you know, he, I, I remember seeing, uh, I think it's uh, Travis Smiley, a BET interview, uh, which is around like the embryo, and he doesn't look comfortable. And maybe it's because his hair's in braids, and not that, in the afro. Do you know what? I don't, but, I don't even you know, know about that that braided hairstyle. I was a bit like, yo, and I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Could have done that better. With, yeah. the, with his hair, he could have pulled that off a lot better than what he did. Yeah, but um, <laughs> exactly. digress. Exactly. He, he, he didn't seem he didn't seem comfortable in that interview he didn't really seem about himself and you know every other all the interviews like post now like every time he's talking uh, even more so now like he seems like such a a complete comfortable individual who knows this game 
knows how to play it and someone that everyone will like and not, you know, and just have respect for. He's like, he's awesome. Yeah. He comes across so well. Um, but, you know, like, and I just feel like, right, I did that. I did Embraer. I've got that out of my system. Um, it's probably not the right way for me to go. Everyone around me telling that. So let's, let's just have a bit of fun, you know, and, and get to know you feels like fun. It feels like a fun song, an easy song, and let's not get too deep with it. Let's, you know, bring that something, something vibe back, you know, where it's about a boy meeting a girl. Exactly. Exactly. That's, that's what, that's what it is. It's, it's, it's like a return to what I, what I do best. And uh, talking about that, Travis, is it Travis? What, what, Smiley, that, that dude, that interview. He seemed so, it's almost like, what I took from it, it's almost like for the first time, as many people that were saying, you're great, you're amazing. He, for the first time, people, he heard people say, what the hell? This is not amazing. You're not amazing. This is this is awful. And it's like trying to sort of like marry that up. It seemed like, like, like you say, a bit confused, a bit like not himself, just just not right but get to know ya I don't love this track I think it's okay but I think it does the job of of an opener really well and it, it and it takes it took me back to the something something days or ascension whatever the first first track from Hank Sweet I heard it took me right back to that and it's just like okay all right Max was back he's back and he's doing his thing yeah I liked it uh, it uh, peaked at number 25 of the US R&B charts written by the three dudes Maxwell Matthewman and David produced by Maxwell and uh, this is just nice released 15th of February 2001 so uh, so what is that that's a good while before the release of the album yeah. And that makes sense, right? So the album was released in August. That was in February, right? And that makes sense to me because it was only on researching this that I I thought Lifetime was the first release from this single, from this album. Because that's what... Yeah, in my head, that was the... I, I think I I put I put Get to Know You in the whole in-between album phase. So it was like Fortunate... Let's let's not play the game, and then this were like the in between. That's what in my head. That's that's how I did it. I was like, oh yeah, this is the first release. Okay, but second release, Ash. Second release, man. Lifetime, yo, yo. Released sixteenth of October two thousand and one. Written by the trio. Produced this one's produced by Maxwell and David. Uh, Peak number R- uh, number five on the R&B charts, number 22 in the pop charts. This is my jam. This is one of, if or if not my favorite Maxwell tune. It's either, it's either this one or one of the two gangster ballads on Black Summer's Night are like, yeah, it's like there's three, there's three songs that I just love. And this one, it just kills me. It's, it's so soulful. To me, this song feels like Marvin Gaye and Al Green got together and wrote a track for Maxwell to sing. That's what it feels like to me. It's like, it's like, it's like they were in the lab and they were like, let's let the young boy sing it. Man, it just, it sounds so good. Um, lead vocals are perfect. The BVs are great. It, it's structured really well. This is, this is what I liked about now as an album. It's like, 
whether they're whether I like the songs or don't like the songs on this album, this, the the song structure feels right. They feel completed. It's not just like a series of jams or grooves. Do you know what I mean? It feels like it's and it it feels like he knows exactly what he's doing. He's comfortable in his skin. He's matured, and everything's like in the right place. Like in this song, yeah, you got it's hardly got any brass in it up until the middle eight where it's sort of like mm. building up and there's, there's this brass that comes in and it's not sort of like it's not like crazy uh brass riffs like no, it's just you building, know, like, building like, what we like what you like it's just building up to a crescendo and it's just lovely it's just it's really nice to come and, down uh, after that bit is, yeah it's really just... nice as well well because he, he gets into that real powerful part of his voice and then it comes down on his falsetto yeah very good oh man it's it just it just adds another ingredient to the like the the overall emotion of the song it's 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 brilliant it's a brilliant song but as always with this guy i feel like he has the, the most uninteresting videos ever and this is another one wait he's just driving around in the car he did that on hang suite i swear he, he does that on hang suite where he just drives around in the car and he's like and basically, all he's doing is in this car, and he's just emoting. He's looking at he's looking at the window, like driving in a. I think it's like it looks like one of those New York yellow cabs, and he's just like emoting. That's that's all he's doing. Like like what is that? It's like for someone who's as visually striking as he is, I just can't believe like how uninteresting I find these videos. But if the song's like, that good, just, Jay, what, you, what you worried about? What are you bothered about? I like good videos, man. <laughs> Come on, man. Michael Jackson went in on videos. Come on. You gotta go in. No, but like I say, great song. What are you saying? No, I don't I don't feel as strongly as you do about it. But uh yeah. Seriously. I, I just oh. it's a great song. It's a good song. Um it builds really well. Um I love the story. I, I love I love that chorus. You know, it's just a really, really strong lyrics again from him you know it's great great storytelling and, and a you know and a, and a lovely wedding song you know it's, it's it's kind of what you want not just for actually not just wedding just life in general like you could just let yourself you could just let life pass you by and not really try and, and do anything or yeah you can just get on with it and just take it for what it is um so there's an there's an amazing message to the song which i feel adds to the the legacy of why it's one of his one of his greats and one of the moments of it, not just this album, but of his, of his career and his return and his return from Embryo of just kind of given us, you know, this matrimony, like we said, was just like a, a B side cut. Like this is what matrimony was supposed to be. Yeah. This, and maybe he needed to do matrimony to get to this. Like this is, yeah. this is what he was supposed to deliver. This is the message that he's supposed to deliver and, and how he's supposed to, just put it all together. Um, and yeah, it's so well executed as, as is, you know, most stuff that he does like, um, but yeah, it's not, it's not something that I jump to. Uh, and I guess it's just, just not quite my kind. It's not the kind of soul music that really gets my, my boxes going, is it, I guess. Is, is it too, is it too moist? No, it's not too moist. Is it too ballady for you or? Yeah. Look at me. I'm just trying to, I love it so much. I'm trying to like, why don't you like it? <laughs> no, <laughs> why don't you like it? It's not that I, I don't like it. No, it's, it's good just, though. It, it, 
it just doesn't it's just the yeah. ingredients the way that it's been mixed and put together um in terms of musical choices and the instruments and the production not that it isn't good like it's amazing and it's so good at what it does it's just not quite my cup of tea entirely but like i said that doesn't mean that as soon as it comes on i skip past it like it's it's not one of those ones it's not it's not something that i i disrespect and that i just don't have as much of affinity for it i just you know again get to know you ticks more of my boxes than than lifetime does you know yeah i am i'm actually not i'm actually not surprised about that actually yeah like knowing your tastes over the years yeah, yeah. i'm not yeah you know it, that is the horn the way yeah, they yeah, use the yeah, horns yeah. that in, makes that makes you know you made the comparison about the brass you know and in two tracks the way the horns are used in get to know ya um with different riff lines and rather than being used just to build up the track the horns and get to know you are used to as a different layer and a different dynamic to just take you somewhere else and i feel like get to know you is moving all the time whereas whereas lifetime is just on this steady rise steady rise all the way through and again the bridge is it is incredible um and just another showcase of just why he really is he probably is the best vocalist like i don't, I don't really i don't really think eric benet is probably the closest one to him i think touching wise rashawn patterson's really good but I don't think Richard quite. Oh yeah, they're, they're the three, you know? isn't it? I think what I think technically Eric Benet is the better singer, but I don't think he uses the range of his voice. I think the contrast between Maxwell in his natural voice and then his falsetto is just ridiculous, and the way he goes from his natural and it's got that kind of roughness to it and then into how smooth his falsetto is for me it always takes me by surprise when he sort of like moves from that 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 roughness to the smoothest and then back into the roughness i just think it's the contrast is 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 ridiculous it what sells a lot of his he pulls songs it off. like you, you know you can't you can't always kind of pull off being able to change and adapt between those two vocal types normally you you kind of got to be one or the other for your fan base to appreciate you and accept you and for it to just work on a song and he just makes it work without any kind of effort whatsoever it's ridiculous it's a liberty actually i'm going to actually talk about that because the next release is this woman's work now ash on my notes on. you know what i've got <laughs> about this song i was like this song is a is a damn cheat he cheated on this one he's like He's like, well, I know everybody loves this. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to just make it make a nice, amazing studio version, which I know a lot of people prefer the live. I prefer this. I prefer this version. And, you know, I talked about what my favorite song is. Technically, this is my favorite song, but because it's a cover, I want to give Maxwell the, the due that he's written some songs that are my favorites. But this one, if I'm being honest... I just, I just, I just can't cope. And it's one of the few times, uh, probably this one and, and uh, it's one of the few times I will say that I prefer the cover to the original. And I like, I like Kate Bush. And I, I was spending, I listened to Kate Bush version about three times last night, just trying to say, I wanted to be like, no, the Kate Bush, I prefer the Kate Bush version, but I don't, I just don't. Um, and, uh, I've got another kind of mad take as well. Like, um, I actually prefer Jodie version of Lately to Stevie Wonder's version. 
that's just how it is. <laughs> I do. I know. That's wild. I knew you can look at me like that. People always look at me like that. It's, bruv, it's not wild, you know? Anyway, when we get into 90s R&B, I'm sure we'll do that. <laughs> Ashley just, That's so he just put his hands to his head. <laughs> it's not wild. It's not wild. Bruv, I'm telling you, it's not wild. You know I'm a Mad TV Wonder fan, but I find his version of Lately. Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah, let's not. Yeah, I'm, I, uh, we, we, Woman's work. Yeah, let's, let, let's, let's leave it there. Go on. Okay, so, so what yeah, yeah. is the studio yeah. version better than the MTV Live version, which is what everyone fell in love with? The, there's only there's one yeah. aspect for me the part at the end at the beginning of the last version uh the last um chorus sorry he he the live version he does the whole mm-hmm. thing in full sale but there's this one part in the studio version where he says she'll be crying but i just he yeah. does it in his natural voice and it just like it comes out of nowhere and it's just like whoa and then he goes back up into his full setter, and i'm just like but the way you you feel the emotion, you know what I mean? I, I'm just like, that for me kills it. And basically, I just like that contrast. I, I once saw um, Frank Ocean do um, Thinking thinking About You live on some awards show. And he sings that whole song on the studio version in falsetto. But when he did it live, he did one verse he did one chorus in his natural voice and it just, to me, it just added so much color and texture to the whole thing, like a different, took it into a different realm. And I just liked the contrast. And um, yeah, for that reason alone, um, I just prefer this version. And it's like really, cause they're both amazing anyway. So, but for that alone, that's why I prefer. But obviously if I'm listening to the live version, the live album, I'm, I'm, I'm rinsing, I'm rinsing the, the live version. Yeah. So yeah, it's, but I think it's a cheat because you know just to cement your comeback you're just like i'm just gonna put this on there and release it yeah, yeah take that with you i'm back i'm back like, look it. at where it is on the album <laughs> it, it's like it's track track 11 is right at the end like he, he didn't need to like he's, he's letting everyone know that i don't that i don't need to put this on that's here, what i mean but i'm gonna put it on here anyway and i'm gonna give it to you i should have really given it to you on embryo and i didn't and i'm gonna give it to you right now as well right. i'm sorry <laughs> yeah this is his apology <laughs> but the reason why i feel like it's a cheat because he could have just done it and just like it's number 11 on the album but then the record company's like now nah, we're releasing this bitch <laughs> we're, we're releasing it as well now nah, you're just like yeah just to cement your comeback and i and i think it does i mean i think it's, it's his most viewed video on youtube because it's that well it, it, it's it that crosses, powerful people love it, it. crosses so many borders in terms of like musical genres, obviously Kate Bush has her own her own mainstay of fans and, and a musical style which is, you know, completely her own and you know, is, is is so well respected. Like even if you don't like her music, you you have respect for Kate Bush, the icon, the songwriter, the singer, the artist. Right. So for him to do what he did with it is, you know, is it's just incredible and I, and I, I like what you said about you know the way he drops out of the falsetto because he 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 gives what is such a, a feminine song about the female struggle and the female the, the woman's journey you know and he is able to, uh, he's able to sing that and not just and not mug it off like he's able to sing it and deliver it and like 
be, you know, deliver it really credibly as a man singing with the emotion. But I feel like when he goes into that bit, he's just able to make it, he's able to really give the emotive power of a man and the feelings that a man can have and the pain and the sorrow and the emotion, you know, and obviously it never compares to the emotions of, of women and, and what they experience. But I really love that he was able to, to do it justice and just to give a male interpretation of the track and do something that is, you know, cause again, his, his core fan base are women. And I, I don't think anyone's ever come out at him or there's ever been any backlash at him for, for taking this song and doing it and, and putting his own interpretation on it when they're quite easily could have been. Um, and yeah, he just knocks it out of the park and it, it allows he allows everyone else to just take their own meaning from the song and their own pain from the song yeah. and to, to make it what what they want it to be, you know? Like it's it's awesome. And and yeah, I agree. Like both versions play so strongly. Like I, I don't I, I don't I don't really put one above the other. I feel like they've done an incredible job of delivering two really strong strong versions that both work and you'd be quite oh me personally i'm quite happy listening to either one as long as i get one of them i don't care yeah like, i just want to get exactly one them, exactly know? because it's it's i, I say it's a cheat but it it, it it can't have been easy to then sort of like rework what is considered one of your classics do you know what i mean like they had to be like that thing like well we got to get it right and it's got to be like you know what I mean? So they did a great yeah, he's job. a perfectionist. They, yeah. So, yeah. but I, I feel yeah. like they'd it's, already it's done a, the bulk it. of the work. The bulk of the work's already done with the reference point that they've got from that live performance. Like it's, it's just the fine tuning and, and what you're going to do to make it into a studio version really. And they delivered that is yeah. Wonderful piece of work. Absolutely. So this is the part that I wanted to get to. Uh, this is like best of the rest stroke legacy, right? So I'm going to give my best okay. of the rest. No, I'm going to let you give your, yeah. no, I'm going to give mine. So changed, changed. Yeah. Is l love changed. And then all the mad, all the madness, all the mad ones that I would have hated if they were on embryo. <laughs> so silently, silently. I love silently and I love symptom up symptom unknown. I know. See all the mad ones, those tunes, if they were, if they were an embryo, I would have mugged them off, but because they're on here and I've already had, he's given me lifetime. He's given me changed, which I think is a quality mm -hmm. soul tune. I'm like, I'm, I'm willing now to listen to silently and symptom un unknown change is a banger. Like, the the guitar it just drives through the whole thing i'm just like i'm just like i love it i love it um i actually i listen to that the most on this album it's it's weird because I, I never want to say it's my favorite but it's my it's the one i listen to the most i, I love it i love changed kills me what are you saying what what's your best of the rest I guess my bet and I reckon you can get it. I reckon you huh? can guess what my favorite track is. I'm, I'm, I, it's gonna be. Let me, let me get this. Let me get the track listing up. Oh, where are we? It's 
going to be one of those mid-tempo tunes, one of the mid-tempo. So, all right, I know you love Get to Know Ya. It's either going to be Was My Girl or Was As My Girl or, let me see. Nah, not Temporary Night. Temporary Night? Nah. No one. No. <laughs> what are you saying, Ashley? Not at the it party. Is at the at party. The party. <laughs> at the party. Is, yeah, because it's got the dagger. It's got the mad. It's it's got all the brass and it's got all the it's 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 the it's the it's the yeah, fun right. Of course, it's I should learn that from the beginning. I should learn that from the beginning. Right. Perfectly, like it, it just it's the groove that kind of stays. <laughs> Look at your face. <laughs> the baseline. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, boom, I don't know why I didn't get it first. Yeah. It's um, I just, I just, you know, as <laughs> an outro to an album, like it's. Do you know yeah. what? It's it sounds like it should have been like it sounds like they would have played it on the on the live set of um from his live album and they cut it out the video at, like in the edit, but because it sounds like the whole the, uh, structure of it and the construction of it just sounds like it's from that that era. It, yeah, yeah, it's it's very yeah. you. I should yeah, have got that first just, first off. It, it's a great groove. It's you know following to to kind of to have something come after woman's work, like is is a lot to follow a track like that. Um, I think that's the that's the best way to do it. Just yeah, totally flip, flip the script and basically and kind of go out on that note. And um, yeah, that that makes me think Marvin Gaye, and you know goes back to that that rare groove, urban hang sweet sound that we were talking about before, or. The type of music that Marvin Gaye would have made if he was around in the nineties, still putting something out, you know, or what we would have wanted him to do, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, uh, yeah, was my girl is alright. I, I just a lot of the tracks that I just like, I like bits of. Like I don't, I don't always like them as a whole, but because there's certain sections and parts of them that I like, where they just they play around with the guitar work or they change up the groove here or they just take it into another space which actually makes me enjoy the song as a whole like and makes me not want to skip it because i know this part's coming so and if i if i don't okay, hear yeah, this yeah. part i'm not really going to enjoy the change here or you know it just makes me appreciate the songs as a whole so i don't i, I don't feel like it's a an album full of hits but i feel like it's an album that you can put on and play and not feel the urge to skip past anything. And that's not to say it's background music. Like it, it's it's all good tunes. I think if I'm if I'm skipping past anything, it's for lovers only. That's that's too moist. Like lifetime is too moist. That that's too moist. Is, that is the whenever, yeah. wherever, whatever yeah. of this album. Yeah. Just so moist. And I've I rinsed it at the time because like I used to rinse that other one but it's i put it on now and it's just it it's just like ah yeah. uh, it's I like, like i can't listen it. to it like, it's just like you know yeah it, it's it's like oh yeah it's like every greasy greasy man with a guitar singing to a woman yeah. oh my gosh yeah. yuck it's it's, it's yeah women it's, it's interested yucky. to know it's if that works well. interested to know if you actually enjoyed <laughs> <laughs> or if you thought it was too greasy as well. But um yeah, not not really the one. 
at all. You know, but, no, but again, no. for, me, for, but, for us to say that that's, that's the only track really that I'm not, I'm really not on and just will just skip past. It's such a, such a good, like I said, good, solid return. And it really, really solidified him as a credible, solid artist who just does this and can do it whenever he wants. He doesn't need to take a big break away, even though he did like after that. But, you know, look at it. He did three albums in the space of seven, eight years. Um, really made himself a staple of the neo soul scene to a certain extent although i don't feel like he's someone that i don't feel like he's someone that youngers look to now and and kind of go to and 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 hold him up as a as an idol or as someone to look up to like they do with d'angelo or even music soul child for some reason music soul child has a has a grip on these soul heads in in more of a way than maxwell does um, I think I think Maxwell's too moist. I think Maxwell's too moist. I think that I think that's the and I and and like I wouldn't even put like Music Soul Child like in the same breath as Maxwell. Yeah, like, like there's like no, but I, but they're but then I do you know what I just find people are people are people are strange and like <laughs> people are strange and 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 you know like music is yeah. subjective and. I feel like there. I feel like I don't think you can be put off by Maxwell's music. I think what will put you off, what can only put you off, is him. And he is—he's just a different dude to to D'Angelo and a Maxwell. He and and a music soul child. He's he's less he's less overtly masculine. Do you know what I mean? He's like he's. I mean, I'm not saying he's any. Yeah, and he. I think for a lot of. I don't want to speak for every guy, but I think there are there is there are there's a certain type of guy that wouldn't feel Maxwell because he's not a mm. guy's guy. He doesn't come across like a guy's guy. And I and then and then people and then I think there is a certain guy that would let that feed into how they receive his music. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas me, I'm just I don't I don't, I don't give a shit like what type of dude you are or what type of woman you are. Just give me the music. Just 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 give me the music. Plus I just, I just like the fact that he's just not like, like he's not like that, that, the average dude. Do you know what I mean? Like that's what attracted him, attracted him, me to him in the first place. Like come out with this crazy afro, dressed weird, still dresses a bit weird. Nice. Well, like, he's a bit more normal now in his old age, but then he's, he's, he's very slick now. But at the time, he was, he just, you know, he just, just made odd choices and I kind of and, and style and stuff, and I, I kind of, I gravitate towards things like that. For me, uh, this album, I think I'm a bit higher on this album than you are. And I think simply because that I think he took, he, he, he still held on to some of the, if I can say, the better elements of Embrya and kind of iterated on it and made him better. and But then also brought more classic soul into it. And I, I just think as a package, as, a, as an album, I just think it's so well constructed and so well written and I just think it's some of his some of his best work. I know people always go back to Hang Sweet, but I just think I think I think now and Black Summer's Night, the first one, not the second one. Um I think that period of time that I mean I there's, there's a long gap in between both, but I just think he's fully in control of his music talent. He's like 
he's like he's using the force which is he's why he like, needed embryo yeah, i can just i don't i don't think he'd be i, yeah. I don't think yeah. he would have got there yeah. without doing embryo i think he needed to do embryo uh you know even if it if the backlash like um kind of decided his his vision a bit more than what his actual vision might have been and made him kind of go back a bit more i think it just helped make him a complete artist um and someone that when you listen to him talk now like he's cool he's comfortable in his own skin he's comfortable with the choices he's made he's comfortable with the music he's made you know and when i compare him to music soul child it just sounds so bizarre then for yes. just oh <laughs> like i don't want to talk to you i don't want to listen to you like you know when when i compare the two you can just yeah. see someone who yeah, yeah. is just so comfortable in his own skin and it you know and given that he was a geek in school and stuff like to still to ha- and and that's probably part of it as well you know if if you are a shy uncomfortable person and have gone through that growing up and then you you suddenly get all of this all of this madness and attention on you um and you know he probably would have been sensitive towards the backlash it's gonna take a while to kind of come around and own that and i feel like every interview i watch and any time that I, you know i saw a silly video with him and eric benet at, they must have been at a party and they've, they've done like an instagram post and uh you know benet's there and i'm like look at this guy look at this guy and, it, and max was there like man this is the singer that i wanted to be and Eric Benet's is like, oh, man, shut up. Like, <laughs> shut up. What are, you, what are you talking about? Like, Do you know what? You know? Do you know what? I saw that. I saw that, Ash. And it made my heart sing <laughs> that them two hang. <laughs> it made my heart sing because I'm just like, I can imagine. Because basically they're where they're, they're both positioned now in the same place. Like Maxwell in his later years. Yes, he's the bigger artist. But basically they're just now, them they're, they're both adult what they what they call it adult r&b contemporary adult contemporary mm-hmm. r&b they're both in that and they, they they basically now just make songs for women every album is like that that the last black summer's night i think that that album was him crossing over into this is my later stage career now where i'm just gonna go out and do women's only nights and stuff like that and do you remember we we were talking about how eric benet's in, been in that been in that section yeah. for years he like we don't know how he got there but out of nowhere he was just there and he's just been there for years whereas i, I feel like maxwell like just made the transition which is fine because he's given us the good shit we've had all the good shit so and 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 so i'm i'm cool with that but yeah it made it, it made my heart sing that they hang because i love them too and i just feel like i just feel like as a as a duo they're creating havoc with the females <laughs> I just like, I just like, like, in my head, I'm just like, yo, if you're hanging out with them two, it's a madness. Look at, look at how it <laughs> it's a madness. So I just like, yeah, it, it, it made me real, really happy. I did one of their careers and, you know, for the work. <laughs> and, well, yeah. well, Eric Benet's, Eric Benet's gotten married. He's, he's married, like he's happily married now where Maxwell's still single. So Maxwell is our George Clooney. Like when he's ready. <laughs> he will get married and he will be fine and there'll be no drama there'll be no you know brad pitt jennifer aniston yeah. or you know who, 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 you know like he's he's fine like i'm just gonna do what i'm doing and i'm cool let me um let me ask you a question um because i i spoke about it but i want to know get your take 
why do you th- why do you think that the muso the muso head especially the muso heads like you know they love voodoo then they and they they hold d'angelo up in like such high esteem and when you sort of like remove like maxwell the entity away and just have his music and see how his music's constructed the musicianship in the music it is yeah, hard do you know what i mean like like for instance you know uh d'angelo's album i always talk about um spanky alfred doing the guitar but on on most of maxwell's stuff he's had um wawa watson who played on all the motown stuff he's like a legendary guitarist mm. again do you know what i mean but people don't talk about stuff like that and and like why do you think it is uh i think I think that Maxwell's initial influence, um, his musical influence, comes from a place that isn't isn't so commercial, that isn't so so in the mainstream. So obviously, Sade is is the big influence, right? And um, okay, so I can say that I know Smooth Operator. What other Sade songs do I know off the top of my head? Sweetest Taboo, yeah. and that one when she made her comeback in the nineties, right? Which and Lovers Rock, <laughs> is it Lovers Rock? Like you know, yeah, it was it was on yeah. Lovers Rock album. So that, it was so on Lovers Rock album. But yeah. like core Sade, the legend that is Sade, and her her eighty sound that you know that comes off of that sound isn't one that is as classically revered as Earth, Wind, and Fire or Smokey Robinson or um you know Marvin Gaye like and I and I think when you when you get into Maxwell stuff you're right all right you've got ascension and you've got something something but then everything else in there isn't I don't feel like it's its influences are as obvious as D'Angelo's influences are mm. and uh, to a certain extent as what mm-hmm. Badu's influences were which is why and because he did he wasn't with that crew he wasn't, he's not part of that Soul Quarians crew. He's on his own. He's in his own lane to a certain extent. But to be, and again, I'm, I'm kind of going off track here, but like Bilal, who is associated with that crew, but goes off in his own lane, it still isn't accepted and is revered in the same way as as um, D'Angelo and Badu is. You know, like you've got to, it's that core commercial sound. It's not really there. Go on. Think about it. The Soul Quarians. You can't have someone as moist as Common and someone as moist as Maxwell in the same crew. It's just not no, going to work. He, but just, he shouldn't have been never there worked. Because his, his use of the beat right, is, is different. Like he, he's got that Caribbean. Yeah, it comes from a different he, place. It's, it's, the, it's that influence that, that kind of does bring yeah, so you, you to a different place. Yeah, you, you say Caribbean, right? Well, I was in my head, I was thinking it's UK based, but yeah, that it, is the Caribbean. Yeah. That is the it, that is and, it and that is it know, yeah it's the it's the UK soul sound is it that comes from reggae and Brits Brits don't appreciate the UK soul sound as much as the rest of the world does British people just fully appreciate the American soul sound and that's the go to um, and don't appreciate what the British sound is because the British sound and the Caribbean sound is a mixture of all the music that we've grown up having to listen to because it's in our face, be it Oasis, be it Beatles, be it whatever, you know, all of that is there combined with our own 
ancestry um, sounds and rhythms which can make this kind of merge of music which not everyone gets and not everyone feels like you know not everyone feels Liana La Havas for some crazy reason you know like and it, it, it's it's that so and that's why I feel like you know Maxwell is slightly in a lane of his own and he's not as or he's just people don't take the time to go into it but if they did take the time to go into it they would see they would see and appreciate all of the stuff that he does because he is incredible and he and he pays attention to them where where eric benet doesn't pay attention to all of those finer points in songwriting and in production and instrumentalist and instrumentalism I, I don't know what word i'm looking for there but you know, Eric Benet had some good songs, but I don't think he paid enough attention to it, which is why his career wavered, and Maxwell's didn't. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think. Well, I think Eric Benet just lent into his voice. He's like, I'm a great singer. Yeah, and uh, Maxwell could have done it. The showcase. I'm showcasing. Maxwell it. could have done that, but yeah. he didn't, and that's why yeah. he's still able. Mm-hmm. That's why he was able to give us Black Summer's Night, you know, and it be the way it is, and be revered the way it was, and still is, because it's, it's yeah, it's incredible work. It's incredible work, but yeah, yeah, I think I think people will come around to it. Go on. Yeah, I don't know if we'll ever if we'll ever get onto Black Summer's Night. So, no, it's uh, a different scene. It's a different scene, different sound. How do you feel about Black Summer's Night? Oh, amazing, amazing! And then that's the album that I saw him tour. And when I when I saw him on stage on that album, like I just I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Like I I, I saw someone who just owned every single. Sp- of that stage and had everyone like he he was I, I struggled to think of a better performer like in the way that he just had everyone just had them like and he was doing these crazy moves and all sort like mad i've seen videos of it from um from black summer's night from when it came out and just watch videos on youtube of him performing and it's night and day from the the dude that I saw back in when when would I've seen him ninety six and he's older like he's he's not supposed to have the energy he's not supposed to have the energy that he does now like he he just again as a evolution of an artist you know and just taking that time away it's almost like you know I'm at peace with everything I've done now I've given everyone what they want I'm just gonna go off and I'm just gonna do things at my own pace and when I feel like I'm ready to give him something. I'll give him some, and, and again, they say some of the songs from Black Summer's Night is uh, like, you know, were, were written in 2002 and 2003. Like, you know, they, he just took his time and just was able to do it how he wanted to. And in a similar, in a similar fashion to what D'Angelo did with Voodoo, you know, he just took the time to do what he needed to do, work it out and bring it back. And it's, I mean, I wouldn't say it's the most powerful album because again, I, I still don't think, I still feel like it's one of those albums that's really strong up front and then it kind of wavers away a bit. But the strength, yeah, but the strength of those first four songs are just uncomparable. And I think because it had come at a time when, you know, we still hadn't had anything from D'Angelo. You know, Badu would release bits and pieces here and there. The whole scene had withered down uh, for Maxwell back with that. Uh, And it's not a neo-soul sound, it's a... That's the classic soul sound, you know, and the horns. Bad habits. Bad, Bad habits habit. and pretty wings. You know, when the horns come in at the end of pretty wings, you know, um, 
yeah, just again solidifying his status as a as a premier proper artist. That yeah, I don't I don't think any of them can match him. I think none of them can match him. Like D'Angelo is a god, but uh, I think I think Maxwell is in a complete he's completely in a lane of his own. It's a different lane and a different trajectory, but it it is a superstar lane, and that's why he is one of the founders of this thing and he should always be revered don and that is how you end the podcast <laughs> well said ashley well, well said i couldn't have said it better my man yeah exactly it's exactly how i feel um so what i will say is go listen to now um this do you know what listen to embrya and now and and then because you want to see the progression and then after you've like digested now and you're just like oh yeah man you guys were chatting shit then go listen to black summer's night just to finish off finish off the whole thing and then you'll be good you'll be good with the Mm. maximum journey because uh like like i said black summer's night is not neo soul anymore it's something else so we won't be talking about that but great 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 album from a great artist so ashley i hope you're ready (laughs) What is what is your recommends? What is the actually recommends? Uh, the recommends for this week: Come Nubian on. Twist. Uh, they are a, a British British band, very jazz, Afro pawns, which is fantastic. But they've got a new track out called Flow, featuring uh, a singer called Charisse, which um, yeah, dope tune, really hard. Um, it's got some. Um, to 2005-2006 vibes in the soulful production of it and um and yeah some killer horns some killer drum beats and um yeah just a, a, a wicked tune banger so get into that nice good so we've come to an end was that was that overly long mm, I don't know we did two be fair yeah it didn't feel long so i hope it wasn't too long folks but um thanks for listening again you can find us at the usual places actually actually's going to tell you exactly where they are right now <laughs> we're on twitter we're on instagram just type in music reflections podcast and you will find us there if you are listening on itunes and just uh try and give us a rating if you can or maybe a comment and we might go up in the searches a little bit if we're on, if you listen to us on spotify then you could follow us um, but just share it. If you know people that are listening to Neo Soul or love their Neo Soul music, they might like this conversation. So, um, yeah, just tag him in. The nostalgia of going back into these albums and just going back to where I was in 2000 and 2001, it's, uh, it's, it's a bit crazy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's a nice trip to go on. Absolutely. And, um, yeah, um, just to reiterate what Ashley said, um, you guys are listening. There are listeners out there. So, Please do not be shy. Put a comment on Twitter if you if you want to comment on any any of the crazy stuff that I say. Then Twitter is where to where to get me. But on Instagram, just just talk to us. Like if you if there are some certain things that you'd like us to focus on more, let us know. Yeah, come on, just just get involved in the conversation because uh, I like to, I like talking to Ash about this stuff. But I'd be happy to talk about <laughs> talk to other people about it as well. So yeah, maybe uh, we need to start yeah. doing some lives. Yo. I've got the streaming software, Ash. I'm ready. I'm ready. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
anyway thanks for listening once again i hope you enjoyed this one ash thanks my man thanks for listening everyone stay safe and uh yeah keep sharing they are